0: Thanks for tuning in to Voices in DevOps. If you enjoy this podcast, please check out John's reports and blogs on GigaOM.com, where he covers all things DevOps, data, and strategy, addressing many of the topics covered in Voices in DevOps.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Voices in DevOps, where I'm delighted to speak to Marco Rottini uh, of Qualys, uh, a security company, your, your chief tech nickel security officer for emea at Qualys. i understand marco is that right
0: that's correct good morning to everybody
1: okay good morning. thank you Did A big pause there I was like oh. um and um the so as as people know what what we're here to do is 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 understand uh um devops a bit better understand how that uh, that uh, people can apply uh, various principles in their organisations and get very different aspects onto onto uh, what that might mean for, from from different approaches and different backgrounds. So let's start, Marco, if we may, by uh, just understanding your background and how you ended up being uh, chief technical security officer EMEA at Qualys. How, how did how did you get there? What journey have you been on?
0: Uh, I am a um, um, technical guy by definition since a long time i've been playing in the uh, i.t and security industry uh, for 25 plus years and uh, lived each part of it as a product manager as a a system engineer as a troubleshooter as a passionate of internet and technology and everything that has bits and bytes in it Um, and then suddenly i ended up in playing a an ambassador role, a kind of a digital ambassador role. What I do for Qualys mm-hmm. is connecting with customers and uh, and people across the EMEA region and try to understand uh, what is their security roadmap, uh, what they have in mind for the upcoming future from the security standpoint and see how it mixes and matches with uh, with the Qualys vision. And of course, in case they are a Qualys customer, uh, what what is their experience with that, what they have been uh, doing to use and maximize the consumption of Qualys, uh, uh, Qualys solution
1: right so I mean the, the, so you've got that technical background which which is which is fabulous and you're you're touching a lot of customers which which is also fabulous and we'll, we'll get onto that uh, in in terms of their needs aspirations problems challenges and opportunities and, and all that kind of thing but but first and we've we've just been talking about this um, you uh, you wanted to get a a, a kind of deeper deeper um, connection with with the whole notion of DevOps and with CI/CD, didn't you say? So, so why don't you talk us through uh, how how you uh, how you chose to to approach uh, understanding understanding this whole area?
0: Yeah, very much because uh, because I've been uh, always in security space, uh, and because I was intrigued by uh, by DevOps and how security applies to that. Um, I decided to build a little bit of experience myself. So uh, I realized uh, uh, I, I had a laptop with, uh, with virtual boxes. So I decided to build up a little bit of an environment to experience firsthand uh, what DevOps means and what security has to deal with that. Um, I'm not a developer by background. I am technical, but not a developer. So, uh, But I like to tinker and, and, and uh, you know, play around a little bit with, uh, with code. So I copy-pasted some code and realized I could make a, uh, a, a web app uh, or a sort of a web app. And then I even uh, tried to build that web app as a container, and, and I succeeded. So I was very happy, and I said, okay, now, how can I transform this uh, uh, development experience into what they call a CI-CD pipeline, where CI and CD stands for continuous integration and continuous deployment. Uh, So it has a very strong uh, distinctive trait like automation and and agility and velocity. So I put my code into a free account on GitHub, and then uh, I installed on my laptop uh, a, a Linux machine. And then uh, on the Linux machine, I installed Docker Mm -hmm. because I I succeeded in making a container application. So I wanted to make a a, web-based web web application on running on a container. And then I installed Jenkins. Jenkins is a very commonly used tool, uh, or so I learned, um, to uh, Mm -hmm. build a CI-CD pipeline, to establish this uh, DevOps pipeline. And Jenkins is, is a very uh, immediate uh, and a very easy-to-use uh, framework when you just instruct it to do whatever you would do manually to build your application. And uh, you can schedule it, you can uh, interrupt with it and bring your application across the different stages of a DevOps uh, pipeline. Like uh, first uh, you build the code, then you publish the code in different stages of your software development life cycle. For example, uh, the coding part, then the QA or testing part, and eventually the production or pre-production and then production part. So that's what I set up with, uh, with Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you're, you're making happy. you're making me feel really bad, by the way, because this is literally what I should be doing.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> I, I was I was so I was so incredibly happy that I ended up doing a video while I was doing uh, for documenting purposes, and I ended up in publishing that video on LinkedIn uh, a few days ago. So there is a fairly step by step documented uh, process uh, uh, online now for about this, but okay. I was extremely happy because. I distinctly perceived what was DevOps, uh, the velocity, the agility, the speed and the automation that I could leverage to bring my code into a production. I said, okay, this is just a very simple web application that was showing to the world uh, um, how many days and minutes and, and hours were missing or were lapsing until I got my 58th birthday uh, on next 28th of July. So, um, it, it was simple, but nonetheless, it was exactly a web application where you can fill a form to subscribe to it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it was comparable to a production, uh, much more complex application in a way. And, uh,
1: it had all the right and it's bits. really
0: fast. And it's really fast. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really uh, automated. Now I understand and I understood and I realized why DevOps is so cool and sexy, because it really uh, infuses that, uh, uh, that agility in the way you bring code in production and in the way you can monitor production and operations uh, that I understood perfectly why it is so successful from a coding perspective, but also from a business perspective, because it brings this agility in a very speedy time to market. From the from from the beginning all the way through the end, passing through all different stages.
1: Mm, but is, isn't that? Uh, I mean, that's the big gotcha, if you like, of uh, of the whole CI/CD and, and the broader DevOps uh, thing, which is get it right. And you do get that speed, you get that agility, you get that velocity, you get that continuity. So you know the the C and CI and C and CD. Uh, but those things are both a consequence and a cause so just using Jenkins for example doesn't give you the ability to deliver things repeatedly and fast you you need to actually have that in your head and it does come down so we'll get into notions like shift left and shift right and all that all that kind of thing but uh, you've got to start on the right foot and it sounds to me like you kind of got it early on you you got why it was useful and and got how to make the, the most of it even as you were building your own environment
0: of course, it, 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 this was just a kind of a proof of concept or, or, or an experiment, we can call it. Uh, but it gave, me, it gave me the feeling. And, and that was exactly the feeling that I was needing uh, to, um, to combine with the principle of where do I add security in the process? Um, uh, this is something that I like to do it quite often, even when talking with customers, et cetera. Like, uh, theory is good. But once you're able to ground your, uh, your theory or your theoretical assumptions or knowledge into some practical and zone experience, uh, you give it a different twist. Uh, you give it a different credibility. That's why I wanted to make this, this experiment that is, uh, of course, not exhaustive of the whole DevOps and CICD uh, pipelining thing. Um, but it was giving me a very, a very precise feeling. And the same feeling led to ask me myself a question. That is, where do I put security in that? I was so incredibly fast in delivering a web applications, um, and I didn't even think how secure that application was. And uh, it was not because I coded or I copy-pasted the code, but just because I copy-pasted the code from another person, uh, the code itself could have been secure or not secure. I simply didn't bother. I simply didn't enter into the question how secure it was. So in a way, by experimenting how how does it feel to be a developer, I ended up being a, a, an unconscious developer myself because I didn't ask me the most important question. And that's exactly why shift left concept is so crucial. You cannot have security as an afterthought. You cannot think, well, did I... Did I put, where, where do I put security when the code is in production? It's too late. It's already exposed, maybe exposed to attackers, maybe exposed to, uh, to, uh, to malicious people or to malicious code that gets, uh, that gets put into because it is the code itself that you produced. It's vulnerable. So I ended up in saying, okay, now how can I rethink the whole thing and put security as early as possible in the process or shift left in security. And and I happen to have a quality subscription at hand because uh, of of the work that I do, Um, but uh, essentially the whole concept of shift left in security means asking yourself this question, how early in the process of developing the code and in the process of putting this code in production, can I implement security? And how extensively? Is it just analyzing the code? Is it analyzing the behavior of the application? Or, or how does it work? And so that's why I started thinking uh, of the value that that uh, uh, that Qualys could add to the whole uh, DevOps process. Um, and I have to, to, um, to highlight a thing here. Uh, there, is many people, there are many people who are talking about uh, DevSecOps, uh, which is a kind of a cool and sexy acronym, um, which I don't really like that much because DevSecOps uh, conveys the message in my, in my head of security being placed somewhat somewhere in the middle like a perceivable obstacle uh, or a perceivable control point or checkpoint between the dev and the ops. Um, I started to talk about DevOps security a few time ago uh, to, to convey the message that security should be more pervasive, more embracing, the process of DevOps rather than being placed uh, just in that point in the middle. So that's why I like DevOps security more than the term DevSecOps when I have to convey the message that security needs to be uh, shifted left in the process of of code development.
1: So if if I can just pause you there for a second, when we talk about security, um, I mean, it's a simple word that's got very far-reaching consequences um, and particularly in enterprises there's you know the CISO is, is covering a thousand aspects from from physical security potentially to uh, right then to as you're just talking about code security to um, uh, dealing with uh, customer data privacy and you know data at rest data motion and all the kind of um, encryption um, requirements uh, of getting information around, etc., cetera, et cetera. When you use the term security in this context, uh, what do you mean? Uh, I want to say what do you mean. I guess what I mean by the question is what kind is – it, is it all of the above and it just needs to be treated holistically, or is it um, that we're looking at it from a certain set of risks perspective and we're just talking about application security um or or how how should i be thinking how should i be using the word security from the from the start
0: um i am fairly convinced that uh, the more holistic security is the better it is because you start from an overall anomalous situation to drill down rather than detecting something that is wrong and then go up to see what is the what has been the effect or what is the effect in progress uh, for the bigger picture, but for this specific discussion, uh, what I define as security is um, delivering to the developer uh, an autonomous perception of what it is possible to fix in the process uh, to make the application. Uh, more resilient, less prone to vulnerabilities, less prone to errors. That's, that's what, how I define security. So the question that I ask myself as a developer is, is there a way that I can blend something into this process to uh, augment my perception of how secure my code is or my application is so, and it is radically different uh, from the concept of security that, as being lying around for 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 ages, that is, whenever I put my code into a QA stage, I call the security department and I ask, "Can you guys run a little testing on my code to see how secure it is?" Uh, and And this is the 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 very way that security is perceived as an obstacle, the very reason why security is perceived as an obstacle uh, or as something that needs to be called uh, like uh, like an external department. Security should be built in the process, not bolted on and called on demand that 's why um how I define security for the DevOps uh, process and the CI-CD pipeline is, can we make it more ergonomic to the process? We are keen on, on considering ergonomics uh, when we talk about how we stay sit on our desktop uh, or how do we work or, or how do we use things without having a, a neck pain or, or back pain and, uh, but if we go to the very definition of ergonomics, ergonomics is something that, it's a science that studies something that we can do to improve people working condition within their working environment, people productivity within their working environment. And that's why I consider security in DevOps to become more and more ergonomics, uh, sorry, ergonomic, like... Uh, Empowering the developers to understand how secure is their code, and what can they do to empower themselves in fixing uh, vulnerabilities and code within the CI/CD pipeline.
1: So, what what I'm hearing is um, uh, that how to put this this isn't this isn't like um, uh you've got all your you've got your process and then you can kind of throw security at it or or put security as a as a step within it um and uh, just so the, t- the two things you could do wrong one is leave security for someone else to deal with and just go, right, okay, just make everything, you know, make, make it so, make everything Make everything secure, fantastic. Uh, that, that's never going to work. And then equally to kind of put security into the middle of the process and say, right, okay, you build everything and right, no one can do anything from this point on until uh, we've gone through all these really boring and slow security checks. Uh, that's not going to work either. And so the answer is to get uh, security security as uh, a software quality, if you like, um, and I'm thinking in terms of risk mitigation, so it, uh, thinking about what you're saying, delivering an application that's less prone to errors in the first place and empowering the developers to do that. thats That all sounds great in principle. Um, and I'm wondering, and, and, and t- tell me you don't want to answer this yet, uh, but where I'd like to get this to is kind of, your experience when you've worked with organizations, when you've worked with security professionals, when you've worked with developers, when you've worked with uh, management and, uh, you know, very senior management uh, and decision makers around how well this lands uh, with those people. So if you walked in, for example, and said, right, okay, what we're going to do is empower developers to to, uh, enable um, uh, more secure code delivery. And then they go, yeah, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> For example, what, 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 what happens? But I'm empowering you. Uh, and you go, yeah, but I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. so, so what happens then? So how, how does this map into your experience? I get the principle. I get the ergonomic. So I, I, I get how- the, everything.
0: Okay, so how it mapped into my experience and then how I try to map into uh, customers during my conversation. I will answer with these two, two different angles. The first one is, okay, now I had my um, application built and it was all CI, CD, pipeline, and it was all agile, speed, fast and fantastic. Um, then I, I changed my hat into the security guy and I run a web application scanning from Qualys to understand uh, how security was uh, existing or missing from my application. I scanned my application and I, find out, I found out that my application was vulnerable to a cross-site scripting code uh, or vulnerability, which is one of the top 10 OWASP vulnerabilities that everybody is scared about. So I, I had a fantastic graphical report that was meant for the security people to understand the risk and for the CISO on a different angle, more graphical, more more talkative, um, to, to understand uh, that there was a problem. So I served with this scanning operation, all the audiences that was from security practitioners upwards into security manager, into CISO, etc. But I still have left the developer alone. Uh, and... Mm-hmm. and 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 that was the mistake that you were just mentioning. I, uh, I wear the security hat and uh, I thought about how can I instill security or scan from a security perspective the the, the, the the application. Then I put both hats at the same time and I said, what if I, developer, talk to the CISO and we kind of agree a common way of look, looking at security so that from the developer' side, security could become more ergonomic to the process. And from the CISO side, he would not have to renounce to any perception of security. If he wants to look security within my cycle, my development cycle, he should be still um, need, need to be able to. Um, then I looked I imagined this conversation. And I imagine the developer that was pitching the power of Jenkins that has plugins because all this, and I'm not talking about Jenkins alone, but another tool is Bamboo, another tool is TeamCity or CircleCI. There are tons of tools for the DevOps. Um, There is a company called Xibia Labs. Uh, They have published a fantastic representation, visual representation of it called uh, the DevOps Periodical Table. It's a, it's a kind of a chemistry periodical table of elements, but all the elements are representing a different part of SecOps and DevSecOps and DevOps uh, in terms of the tooling that exists for doing this and that and that other. So um, Jenkins has plugins like many other applications do. Um, Qualys developed a plugin for Jenkins that enables the developer, to configure what they call the post-build actions. That is, whenever you build your code, you never, whenever you transform your code into an application, uh, if the build is successful, namely if there are not errors in the code itself that prevent the the, the build to be, to be successful, you can execute, you can instruct Jenkins to execute um, actions. For example, move the code from A to B or invoke, using API based communication, invoke Qualys scan job to be executed. And not only these actions will invoke the scan, will start the job remotely using API on the Qualys platform, but you can set up criteria upon which the build, would be considered successful or not. And this is the great thing from the concept of building security in. As a developer, I can talk and communicate with security to understand what is security for them mapped into my application. And from the CISO perspective, security could be, if Qualys says that there are severity four or severity five vulnerabilities, we, this means that your code is remotely exploitable. So as a developer, I can say to Jenkins, if at the end of the build process, you invoke the scan and the scan ends up with a step four or step five vulnerability, then deem the build, mark the build unsuccessful. So we achieved two important mm-hmm. things, uh, two important uh, results the first one is allow developers to build the security in the process and the second is uh, agree and configure criteria that will stop the CICD cycle only in the event that the code is severely vulnerable and deliver to the uh, developer evidences of what part of the code were vulnerable so that he is empowered in understanding that there are vulnerabilities and fixing the vulnerabilities.
1: I mean, we've got a great tool here, haven't we? Um, which is embarrassment. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, it essentially, um, what what you're saying is when we're, we're not trying to impose anything necessarily, uh, we can decide and define between stakeholders, between the the, the security um, uh, teams and, and the development teams, what should constitute uh, a criterion that stops, you know, that, that says a build is successful or not. And we can agree that up front as, as a policy. But then if if we give the developers the tools to, to check something for themselves, then all we have to do is say to them, is it secure? And they go, yes, or, well, no, actually, I need to fix it because <laughs> so, no, no one, everyone wants to get on and, and, and do clever stuff, but no one wants to look stupid either. So exactly, it, it's what we're doing is visibility, empowerment through visibility, and then using embarrassment as a tool. Is it's the it's the strength of peer review as well. It's it's kind of just have to have yes. something looking at it.
0: Yes, but in a way, uh, the the empowerment of the the developer is is totally within the process of development. So while security could indeed monitor or keep an eye about how good DevOps are doing in terms of producing invulnerable or scarcely vulnerable code, um, the developer has hold the tool himself to go on and fix it. And that's why, again, that's what, again, I tested myself. Like uh, I, I configured the plugin on my uh, proof of concept to playground, and uh, and I, I saw myself how the tool, uh, the Qualis plugin for Jenkins and the Qualis web application scanning, were showing me how to fix my own code. Uh, they were the the, the report that is, by the way, presented right within the Jenkins interface. So I do, as a developer, I do not need to log in into Qualys space to understand um, the details, but the the report about the vulnerabilities found in my code uh, are directly exposed within the results of my build uh, in Jenkins user interface. So I was perfectly able to see that the two fields in the subscription forms were not... um, escaping correctly the character that's that's where the, the cross-site scripting uh, vulnerability could have been exploited and i was able to remove uh the the code that was uh that was causing the vulnerability and then i relaunched the build myself and during the build the plugin of a post build actions invoked again another scan and the scan gave me a green light for a successful build. The important thing that I realized is that at the same time, the security department was totally autonomous in seeing that the things were fixed autonomously by the developer. So I haven't, gave, I haven't given um, autonomy and empowerment to the developers by making security department blind. I have just enabled the view on the same data, successfully built not vulnerable code by two different types of audiences, each one consuming this data in the most appropriate format for what they are interested in and for what their job is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. Uh, So uh, if we take all of that then... um, You've you've built a proof of concept. You've shown where security should fit and how it should fit based on all your past experience. As you speak to organizations now uh, in terms of how to apply good security practice into the development cycle, call it DevSecOps or DevOps with security or just software development with taking security into account, it doesn't really matter. The terminology is irrelevant. What what would you be advising your the organisations you work with? And, and there's there's several there's several options here. I mean, there's because um, some some will already be on a DevOps journey or a, an agile development journey of, of some form. Some will still be doing stuff old school with little pockets of of, of pilot study. Uh, some will already be there, but they won't be doing security right. So, given all the different kinds of situations that you might hit. Um, what what would you uh, what would you advise as a starting point and a, and a way forward
0: um, my first advice should be act culturally or or embrace uh, explain to uh, ensure that the security is perceived uh, by developers as a need uh I saw some strategies that have been successful in the field. For example, one that I remember very clearly is a customer who took one of the developers. uh, I can't remember if he was also a team leader or just one of the team. And they paid him a a training for becoming a a secure coder. Uh, they, they, They choose the developer that was more attentive um, to, uh, to security, so you need to have an attitude. Uh, but they decided to start by, by building a champion within uh, the quote-unquote quote, enemies world. Uh, and, and they saw that because they empowered the culture of this uh, uh, developer to code in a more secure way, he started uh, spreading the word within the team. So that's a great start, because if you start building awareness, then the path is much, much easier. Second, uh, enable communication between the silos. Uh, Security should not say, you have to come to me and ask. And developers should not say, you have to come to me and ask. They need to communicate and understand What are the priorities and uh, and issues for each other? Because this way you outline a common body of needs while enabling communications uh, between between silos like IT compliance, uh, DevOps uh, security and so on. And third, once this is outlined, uh, try to identify a technology that respect and fulfill all needs from security and from the DevOps side. That's what I basically did myself when I built the concept. I said, I cannot be uh, arrogant from the security side and I cannot be arrogant from the DevOps side. I need to find a solution that that make both parties uh, fully satisfied and empowered about uh, security implementation in the process.
1: I mean that's really interesting because we, as you know, in security circles, we, we talk around uh, people, process, technology, and uh, what we've actually got there is uh, uh, culture, communication, technology. Uh, yeah, which or, is, which or in is, a way,
0: or in a way, people, process, and technology. Because I, I started with uh, spreading the culture into the people, and then outlining how the process should be, and then ultimately technology. Is almost always available today. One way or another, there is a way to make things. Especially now that the sensitivity to uh, API-based communication by different platforms is is increased, uh, there is a there is a strong will for automating all the stuff because of digital transformation and all that stuff. I think that technology or finding the right tool is the least possible thing. I may say that quality is probably. Uh, um, realize it sooner than others because we started adopting DevOps and uh, digital transformation and application containers since years now because we are keen on that uh, being a cloud service provider. So we, we, we saw earlier than many others the advantages of digitally transforming ourselves and adopting DevOps and CICD pipelines. We have CICD pipelines Across all qualities, not just for web application development, but for uh, instancing resources in cloud environments, for managing our platform, for managing our data centers. Uh, CI, CD pipelines are everywhere. So, because we experienced that we ate our own dog's food, uh, we, we started realizing earlier than others uh, which were the issues and, and how to solve them. So, that's why we have been so sensible in developing. Plugins with other platforms uh, uh, beside empowering our own tools.
1: I mean, this is this is wonderful. This is really uh, good and uh, thinking about eating dog food. This is really good meaty stuff. So uh, thank you, thank you so much for, <laughs> for, for joining me on this. Uh, so if we were to wrap up, then um, it, it's the million dollar question um, in terms of getting stuff right. If If you were to uh, speak to an organization tomorrow and they said, I get all of that. I hear you. Uh, It's really complex in here. We've got loads going on. Uh, The the world's changing. We're trying to transform, et cetera, et cetera. What should I do for how how should I uh, just just get this this journey started? What would you advise them?
0: first assess the situation, uh, not because I'm Italian, but I like the uh, quote from Julius Caesar uh, Veni Vidi Vici. So first you, you observe what you have in your company and you realize what the possibilities are of this awareness, of this uh, communication between silos. and And then Uh, once you you observed and you understood uh what is the situation then you start planning and start small like identify the tiniest uh, shortest uh, and easiest uh, ci-cd pipeline that you have in the company if you do if not try to build a ci-cd pipeline like i did it doesn't take time and energy to an extent that it's not possible uh it just takes probably a uh, few hours to build a very simple um, proof of concept and then start experimenting how this proof of proof of concept could work um, for, for for your environment for your organizations. Um, the best advice of course is do it within a strategy like uh, don't do it just for the sake of the POC because that was useful for me because I wanted to understand the perspective of the developers. But in an organization, things are more structured. So build a strategy around it. Start to make uh, CISOs, IT and developers talking and understand what are the communication possibilities. But then build a practical proof of concept that shows the principle in action and this is at no cost, if not the time and, and the, the, the resources from development side to do it. And because developers are researchers and experimenters by definition, I think that it's not a major effort to, to try building this proof of concept. Once you have done it, it's extremely easy to understand the mapping, how this proof of concept should should go in which part of the of the production of the organization of the of the processes.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I, I I think that's a that's a perfect note to 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 wrap up on Veni Vidi Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Um, I remember my my schoolboy Latin. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so, Marco, thank you so much for all your time. Um, uh, I want to say, Viram Quecano, back to you. Um, but that's that's for another day. Uh, and uh, so, th- thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all the insights um, that uh, that that you provided. And I uh, hope that the listeners out there have uh, have enjoyed that. As usual, uh, you can come back to us on the, on the uh, you listener people. You can come back to us on the usual channels. And if you've got any questions, then then let us know, and we'll endeavour to answer them. But it just remains for me to say thank you again, Marco, for joining us on this Voices. DevOps podcast
0: Thank you very much and let me uh, conclude with another uh, latent quote uh, given the hard times it's per astera ad astra which means through difficulties to the stars and that's my hope that we all overcome this nasty
1: situation that we are living Wonderful thank you thank you very much Marco Thank you
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in DevOps please check out the other ones Scaling DevOps for the enterprise is the focus of a recent report John wrote for GigaOm Research. To find out more about how digital transformation is evolving, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOm Research for future forward advice on IT operations and business strategies.